today on CityCast Philly. It's the Friday News Roundup. We're talking about the Philadelphia Parking Authority's Bike Lane Enforcement Unit, Philly's first youth ombudsperson, and the 13th annual Philly Tech Week kicks off this week. It's Friday, May 5th. I'm Trina Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Joining me this week is Elia Olaya, fellow at Aldea News, and Julie Zeglin, managing editor at Technically. Hey, y'all. Good morning, Trinae. Hey, thanks for having us. So today is National Hoagie Day. So I got to <laughs> ask you, do you eat hoagies and where's your favorite hoagie spot? I, I'm not sure the, the technical definition of a hoagie, but there is a subway nearby <laughs> in my workplace that I like to, to go to to get some sandwiches every now and then. That That's a hoagie. <laughs> it's definitely a hoagie. Julie, what about you? Yeah, I got to say, I'll I'll go with Wawa because it's such a local, iconic spot. I'm sorry, I don't have a local, like a, you know, a non-chain to mention, but, you know, you can find a Wawa anywhere in the region and you you know it's going to be good. Those are those are great ones. <laughs> I, I have to disagree, unfortunately, because um, a few months ago, they closed down the Wawa on, um, on Market Street near my workplace because oh, people kept yeah. stealing stuff from it. Right, so it's true, true. unfortunately I can no longer get Wawa hoagies. So I'm I'm glad you can at least get them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are y'all? What are like essentials that you put on your hoagie? I'm gonna I I love a sweet pepper, yeah. sweet and banana peppers on my hoagie. I was gonna say banana pepper as well. It's yeah. a little little sweet, but a little spicy, spicy too. I'm going to go with black olives. Actually, they're a favorite <laughs> of mine. So okay, I like that. I I don't usually put olives on a Wawa hoagie, but I will put it on a Subway hoagie, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I think I get it. Yeah? (laughs) Okay. All right, let's start with some top news stories this week. Elliot, some drivers in the city saw tickets on their windshields for possibly parking in both street sweeping zones or blocking bike lanes. You focused on this story um, in in the past couple of days. What is the Philadelphia Parking Authority doing to enforce these parking violations? To begin with, uh, if you have gotten a ticket, it is because technically speaking, it has always been illegal to park in these sweeping zones and in these bike lanes. It's just now the Philadelphia Parking Authority has authorized people to, to go around now. They're putting on more people on the streets to, to patrol for these violations and to give tickets to them. Uh, I believe previously they would give a warning of sorts. They would say, like, don't put your car here. But now they're actively enforcing it. And they're enforcing it because you, you reported that since 2011, bike lists have been killed or injured because of these violations. So it, they're just trying to increase more protections for cyclists. Right, right. Yeah, you can imagine how if you're going down a bike lane and someone's parked in there, you can't really go around it. You either go into the sidewalk or go into the street. And it's not an easy choice for anybody, especially if there's other cars moving around in the same street as you. So enforcing this, it's it's certainly a matter of public safety. For sure. Shifting gears a bit, Julie, as managing editor at Technically, your team has been gathering data on the state of the tech scene in the city, especially in the three years since the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit about what y'all are looking for in this particular project? Yeah, so... Each month, technically, which covers the local tech community, including technologists and entrepreneurs, we focus some extra reporting on a dedicated topic. And this May, we're focusing on 
What has the last three years of the pandemic taught us? How has it changed the local tech community? You know, the Philadelphia region is home to about 100,000 technologists. That includes software engineers, you know, AI professionals, data pros. So we want to know how their jobs have changed, how the companies that employ them have changed, how city centers have changed since the pandemic. There's been a lot of great reporting about from technically and from other sources what has happened to Center City now that not as many people are required to go downtown. Tech is an industry where a lot of people can work from home. So remote work was common even before the pandemic. But if a company no longer needs to have their headquarters in a shiny skyscraper or doesn't feel like they need to now because they can hire from anywhere, how does that change what local means to people who are in Philadelphia and who do want to engage with each other within that tech community? And so that's something that we're really looking into this month. It does coincide with Philly Tech Week when we are convening a whole bunch of people who work in tech. Um, and there's a lot of exciting stuff to come for that. But it's a great opportunity to really like look back and then also see what's changed and what's to come. Have you started to hear from folks about things that are changing or have changed? So interestingly, we did some reporting this week at Philly Startup Leaders Entrepreneur Expo, which was hosted on Tuesday. That's an annual event. It's meant for early stage startups. And one of our reporters spoke to a founder who told us he had actually moved to Philly five years ago because he had heard that the Philly tech scene was so supportive. It was a good place to grow a company. You could get more yeah, bang for your buck in terms of office space and you could find great engineers. He told us that he feels like at this point, three years since the start of the pandemic, the tech scene is about 85% back. Mm. So, you know, not everyone is coming out to events because the tech scene in particular is, it's it's always convened through meetup groups and networking opportunities. That's not just about growing professional skills, but also finding community of people who you have things in common with. And so that's not entirely all the same as it was before the pandemic, but people are really eager to come together in person again. And we are seeing that. And we'll have a link to the State of Local Tech Month 2023. It's a form that you want folks to fill out. That will be in our show notes. Um, tell us a little bit about that, what you're actually looking for. We're looking for people who are curious about the tech community, who work in the tech community. We want you to tell us what you think we should be covering this month, especially. Um, if you're seeing trends and you want to talk to us about them, you want to share your perspective, you want to point us in a direction, just let us know. And we're really interested to hear what people have to say. And also interesting, technically doesn't just focus in Philadelphia. You also focus in Baltimore, D.C., Delaware, and Pittsburgh. We have a sister city. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I wanted to talk about some underreported stories this week. Elliot, you recently reported about the city's first youth ombudsperson. I have to be honest. I had to Google this title because I have never heard it before. Can you explain to us what is an ombudsperson? So you're not the first person to have to Google it. I had to Google it myself. Right. But um, essentially, an ombudsperson is somebody who, who formally takes complaints. This is the person that, that looks at these complaints people have about systems in place, and they either investigate them or, if need be, they give recommendations for how to fix them or mediate between the, the people that are registering these complaints and the people that are being complained about. Okay. So the youth city's youth ombudsperson is somebody who takes a look at the youth services, right? Child welfare, juvenile attention, uh, things like that. 
And if there are any complaints about them, they're the ones who investigate, the ones who give recommendations to how to fix things, to improve upon what exists already, mm-hmm. and to make sure that there's a, a continuous safe environment for children, whether they're in juvenile detention or in any other residential placements. And um, essentially are the ones who are entrusted with sort of like taking these complaints seriously. So can you tell us who's the city's first youth ombudsperson? Tracy Johnson. She is the first city's youth ombudsperson. Can you tell us a little bit about her background? So Tracy Johnson is sort of has a, uh, a history of uh, legal work, right? She has uh, worked with uh, women of color primarily, uh, helped them overcome legal barriers and um, sort of like push to help women uh, learn more about, learn more in higher education. Mm-hmm. She's worked with um, criminals as well, helping clear out uh, juvenile and adult criminal records and has been able to help people with getting jobs and at employers and getting to schools after they've been arrested and sort of have that criminal record on their, their, their like professional record, right? Mm-hmm. That can be a barrier to many people. So she sure. sort of acts as an intermediary between these people. So now as a youth ombudsperson, she's essentially continuing that work where she's overseeing the youth that have been sort of put into juvenile attention and is essentially making sure that they aren't being taken advantage of or if they are, that somebody will investigate and somebody will take their complaints seriously and can look into what's what's going on, essentially. That's good to hear. And before we head into the weekend, the 13th annual Philly Tech Week presented by Comcast kicks off this week. And this is the first year it's completely in person, right, Julie? It's the first year since the start of the pandemic that all of our biggest events are in person again. It was definitely the norm that everything was IRL uh, pre-pandemic, but now we're we're back finally. It feels good. Okay, so tell us if if we don't know, if we're not familiar with Philly Tech Week, what is Philly Tech Week? Yeah, so Philly Tech Week is the Philadelphia region's largest gathering of tech professionals, but also tech enthusiasts, people who don't know that much about technology. It's meant to be an entry point for anybody who might want to get involved or even just learn more. So. That means that events range from, you know, youth STEM showcases and robotics competitions, nice. all the way up to professional conferences for people who are already working as software engineers, for instance. So over the course of this week, you can find 40 plus events. You can find free ones. You can find a couple of virtual ones, but mostly in person. There are conferences. There are like outdoor parties. The official kickoff event is called Fresh Wave, and that's a teen tech and music party, essentially. Oh, cool. (laughs) It's happening at the University City Science Center. And the goal is to show Philly teens, you know, STEM is cool. STEM is something that you can get involved in. Mm -hmm. And we have events like that all across the week. I will have to say a few years ago, before the pandemic, I went to the Philly Tech Week signature event Mm -hmm. and I had so much fun. At this point, like virtual reality on a headset was like the cool thing to do. Um, So I'm kind of dating myself. (laughs) But um, (laughs) but yes, uh, is that going to be happening again this year? The signature event is happening. That's sort of our closing party. And that's happening on Thursday, May 11th. That's at the Comcast Technology Center. Yeah, and that that's going to be a party. That's like, you know, awesome food, definitely dancing, maybe VR sets, not sure about that <laughs> specifically. But also, I mean, going super low tech, I know that there's going to be a typewriter showcase there too. So okay. we're really trying to, yeah, <laughs> Philly typewriters coming out. So we're trying to show the whole range of what tech can be. It's not just artificial intelligence, although of course that will be discussed this week as well. There's also a mayoral forum happening 
It's hosted by Word, and that's going to focus on inclusive innovation in Philadelphia. So we've got a whole slate of things for all different interest levels. That's awesome. We'll have a link to uh, Philly Tech Week so you can attend some of these events. All right. That was Julie Zeglin, Managing Editor at Technically, and Elliot Olaya, Fellow at Aldea News. Thank you both for joining me on CityCast Philly. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. It's time for the tip of the day, where we share a life hack for living in Philly. We've been having a lot, a lot of rainy weather recently, and the weekend's forecast is projected to be cloudy. So if you have a chance, you can do some bird watching this weekend. You can actually pick up a free birding backpack available at select free library locations. Each of these backpacks contain a pair of binoculars, local park maps and trail guides, and also a guide to help you identify local birds. To learn more about where you can pick one up, check out the show notes for the link. If you have a tip of the day, we'd love to hear from you too. Call or text us at 215-259-8170. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Our lead producer is Laura Benshaw. Our producer is Abby Fritz. Our Hey Philly newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trinae Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable with additional music from All the Kimonos and James Weldon. If you enjoy this week of episodes, please tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend and be safe.